Maplethorpe. This Maplethorpe is brought to you by Maplethorpe. Nine out of ten Brants say they cry after they have sex. The other one goes for high five. Whose middle name is actually Brant? Uh, I think it's Caleb's. No, it's no. Wes. No, what my favorite now, huh? my favorite post sex <laughs> thing now is once you once you finish you just go ah all right guys that's all for today so be sure to smash that like and subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you follow She Rates Dogs on Twitter? Uh-uh. She, she posts like rates dogs. Rates dogs. Men are the dogs is the yeah, joke, and I've so she it. posts like terrible screenshots of people. And this one guy was like, "You missed out on your chance with a YouTuber." And she's like, oh, "I'm telling everybody God. that from now on." <laughs> if I ever call myself a YouTuber, <laughs> shoot me in yeah, the that's face. Not a <laughs> on this episode of the Maplethorpe Podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Maplethorpe Podcast, where we talk all things photography, art, dicks, and buttholes. I'm joined by my favorite Branson Maplethorpes. When I was first trying to get the whip inside of my asshole, the I took an entire, <laughs> I took an entire stick of margarine and just pushed it directly into the sphincterial you area. Can see how slow his fingers <laughs> going toward it, listeners. And the next thing if this I even knew, stays I was in the episode, fucking Clydesdale. That doesn't sound sanitary. Uh, this, this it's whole not. Get up, Caleb. You're just like a yeah. Elton John. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> 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 a Harry Elton John with crabs. In the yeah. instance in which I was able to retrofit my bungletron with one of those classy whips, I was able to just stick the margarine right on the orifice's entryway and just push very delicately until it had completely submerged into the orify. It's going on the story. Can I see that? No, it's our. Yeah, you can see it on yeah, our. On Twitter. We just. My name's Jonathan. Carolyn, the divination wizard gnome. Hey, guys. If you're wondering what we're talking about, let me do a quick little plug for Hit Dice. It's episode 60. Two. We are seven more to go. We are so close to the end, nice. and I know you can smell it. You can feel it in your maple thorps. And if you're not following us on social media, fuck you. We are on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is Hit Dice Pod on all of them, and we have been posting some high quality content oh lately. And if you haven't seen it, you're genuinely missing out. Here's a, just a brief example. What you just heard, for starters. Secondly, uh, Nina. Alan and Jonathan drinking a shit ton of wine and looking at old AD&D books, and Rachel rating her favorite Maplethorpes from 1 to 10. Boom. <laughs> so get on, that, get on that social media train, follow us up, and then uh, we'll Maplethorpe all over you all day. Nina, hit us with the sponsorship. You roll dice. Dice right? roll well, and the best dice roll from Dice Envy. You can use our code. You can support us. You can support them. You can support yourself because you're getting some badass dice. You're welcome. The code is Hit Dice Pod at checkout. Hit Dice Pod. Get yourself some pink dice like Alan. Mm. Get yourself some blue dice like Rachel. Mm. Get yourself some clear dice yeah. like me. You can do whatever you want. There's they got a lot, lot of dice. Of, they got a lot of dice. And if you get all of those dice. You still get 10% off using the code HitDicePod. And that code's not going to last forever, folks. This podcast is going to end soon. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope. Oh, no. <laughs> I really will cry. JK, thanks I'm for being already. along for the ride. You're on episode 62. Uh, I, you know, I applaud you. I think that that's really amazing. We didn't have to listen. We lived it. 
I was true. there. I was in the shit. I, I lived the episodes. I was the track. I will I say. was your disasters. I was a whip handle length deep in Maplethorpe's ass. <laughs> I listened back to episode one yesterday while I was sewing, Aww. and we're adorable. I, I, I should tell you guys that. We're so tiny in episode one. We're we were babies. so nervous. We D&D babies. Y'all were nervous. I was raised on the dairy, bitch. And y'all let me introduce my character, and I ramble for, like, eternity, and you don't cut me off, so thanks. <laughs> I, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I just, I would never, I would never edit you, Rachel, hmm. you know? I want you to be you, and I want everybody to feel like they know each of us, and That's... also to take a long time to edit that. I'm not sure the listeners appreciate that, but I do. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is you, of you as an editor, is, like, anytime I say something really stupid, you edit it out. Do you remember it, it and then it doesn't happen, better. and you're yeah. like, <laughs> oh, thank God, thank you, Wes. <laughs> A lot. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, episode 62. Thanks for hanging in there. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Blah, 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 blah. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. My name is Wes, and I'm joined by Jonathan, who already introduced himself, but we're doing it again anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, as you all, <laughs> as you all return to Raven's Bluff, give me a, a brief physical description of your characters. I know that there's fan art on the website, which is a hitdicepod.com, you nerds. And just a quick little reminder. Uh, yeah. Hit me. Arwol, um, who's a 130-year-old gnome, is three foot four inches. Sorry. He's got emerald green eyes. Mm. He's got like a olive tan, um, and he has long white hair that he keeps up in like a little top knot. A kept white beard, and he mostly wears just kind of like traveling clothes. He's got a metal glove, which is his arcane focus on his left hand. Nice. Underneath, he has a moving tattoo. The tattoos of the gear of two gears, and then on his neck he has a brand from being imprisoned. Yes, he does. <laughs> or enslaved, rather. Alethan, Brant, Clanong. I like it. Playing Patches, the half elf thief rogue. Um, if you want to see what Patches looks like, just Google. Maplethorpe whip <laughs> butthole picture. And that's it. <laughs> but, Don't but, Google it at work, guys. Yeah, yeah. Patches is... Speaking uh, of butts. Patches is hairless um, and white. Like just like Maplethorpe does. Yes. Um, he wears all black armor. He has a, a, a black cowl oh, as well as that covers his bald head. Lots of daggers and bows and Repairs and stuff. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <gasps> Lena. Uh, Larson. That's me. Yeah. Hey. I am playing Adelaide, the half-elf warlock. I have dark, long hair. I'm very pale. I have bright green eyes, piercing, you might say. And I have a belt with lots of really cool trinkets, like a folding knife and some glue I'm going to use later to glue Patch's fingers together. Wow. <laughs> It's good to have gold. Can't wait. I love that. <laughs> Rachel, kick-ass sunglasses. Watkins. Hi, y'all. I'm playing Callista, the tiefling bard. Um, Callista has sort of pearlescent white skin and blue hair and horns that curl gracefully around her ears. I just hit myself in like the pink sparkly horn. glasses. <laughs> We're dressed up. Yeah, we are dressed up. We're looking fancy tonight. Um, and Callista, she has a long tail that she likes to use for balance and dancing and to push people around. Um, plays a lovely Doss lute. Yeah, and you're is, welcome. 
has lots of fancy stage outfits, but when she's out adventuring and traveling, she's actually instead of leather armor, which I'm not sure we've mm. mentioned before, but she is actually outfitted for adventure, despite her love for finery. But straps to that armor are still, though we haven't talked about it in a while, the um, under-the-sea style shoulder pads mm-hmm. that she got pads. very nice. early on. Just, they don't do anything. They just look pretty just cool. Just look kick-ass. Yep. And Caleb Crustacean Hanks. I was a crab once. I played Guy on the Buffalo, who is a human ranger. <laughs> when you and he's multi-class as a fighter, and when you first saw him, he looked very much like Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, lots of moccasins, lots of skins uh, that he would wear. But now he looks quite a bit different. He just has some newly donned, uh, donged, donged, <laughs> some newely adorned. Maplethorpe-like uh, armor. It's very red and sparkly. It's got some dragons on the shoulders. And on top of that, just to even look crazier, I've still got my polar bear... Um, nice. Snuggie. Snuggie mm-hmm. that I'm wearing. In real life, I'm wearing a Chewbacca Snuggie and a crab hat. So, <laughs> uh, Once again... We will be posting that. If you're not following us on social media, you're missing out on half of the fun. Probably m- more than half of the fun, actually. Yeah. Last time on Hit Dice, you all went to Caggart's. Solved a mystery. Killed a baby dragon. Went back to Raven's Bluff. Became champions of the council. Were given a task to seek out the black plume and found out that there was a dragon who was planning something called the Tearfall. And his name was Yenitazazis. The dragon killed another dragon named Zisarth. He was a golden dragon. You all went to the heart of Hogwarts. Zisarth is dead? I bit him in the neck. <laughs> and dragged him underwater. Huh. We don't know if he's dead, dead. Yeah, I just mean he bit well, him hard. Let's just said. This Arth died. He bit anyway. he bit this Arth hard, and he drug him under the water. And then you guys went to the heart of Hollow, <laughs> <laughs> and you ended up in the elemental plane of fire after you killed Edith's chicken joint. And then you became slaves, tamed a nightmare, got an elemental stone of fire, were chased by Afridi, went to Thingus Spark Spring, ended up in Raven's Bluff, killed the chicken joint family, Buffalo died. <laughs> <laughs> what happened next? Went to Cormanthir with Volna, who you saved from the elemental plane of fire. Elvish Presley. Elvish Presley died, had peanut butter in his pocket, enslaved the drow, foiled yes. their plans, went to the elemental plane of earth, met Dirthmek and his Sverfneblin family, saved them, got an elemental stone of earth, <laughs> came back, <laughs> went back to Raven's Bluff. Van was there for a minute. After going to Molemaster and saving a monastery... Got a stone of air after some super cool fortune tellings. Fought a black dragon. Killed a white dragon. And now you're back in Raven's Bluff. Trying to stop the tear fall. I love Darth Mech's chaos family. He was gay. He was great. Oh, hmm? That was a loud dwarf, Darth Mech? No. He was a little gnome. He was a Spurf Neblin. Oh, I just thought I didn't get And his whole family got taken, uh, taken hostage great. enslaved by the Tao, uh, which are the Earth genies. And uh, his partner was taken by them and he was missing them and his family. And they stole them back from the slave market and brought them back to their home. Mm-hmm. And there was a bane and a boon uh, that was on their temple. And they got rid of it by Van accepting it as his patron and agreeing to take out its ill will on others. And when they lifted that, they were taken into the Mirror Works, which was this really fucking cool place. And then they got sent back with an elemental stone of earth. Cool. Yep. You guys are so cool. Yep. I'm so lucky happened. to play D and D with you. Almost as lucky endings as whoever's listening. So all that happened, and now you're back in Raven's Bluff. You're back at the beginning. 
Full circle. You sit inside of a beautiful room. It's surrounded by glass on all sides. A giant lens of some kind carved of crystalline glass with a metallic cage around it sits in the middle of this room. Many strange candles line tables and bookshelves. Under and around the caged lens are various tools and cloth covered in grease. Cogs in an intricate system lie beneath the giant lens itself. Beyond the glass that surrounds this place, you can see a desolate hillside. Rocky mountains jut up behind the hillside into sharp peaks that resemble a strange crown all the way around this place. The ocean rises up to meet that hillside, and it washes up the flotsam of many destroyed ships and harbors, so many that it changes the color of the water itself. An ominous smoke rises from the rubble all along the hillside. A once proud wall that lined the city now lays crumbled and defeated. This place has been flattened, melted. Few buildings remain upright, and there are no people to be seen. A dull orange light washes over this entire hillside, only adding to the uniform destruction and despair that you see before you. An eerie quiet that's almost tangible on the air is interrupted by a large, threatening roar that echoes out over the ocean in the opposite direction of where you're looking. The Horizon Walkers all stand in here, along with Mallory, Buffalo, and Gumble. And Ori. And Ori, thank you. And Ori. Ori's back. Ori is a horizon walker to you. You're all up in this tower, it seems, just because of how high up you are. There's glass all the way around it, this strange lens inside of it, and a cage around it, some cogs and gears underneath it, some burned candles that aren't lit right now. The wax is just melted on the bookshelves and tables around you, but it doesn't seem like anybody's in here. It doesn't seem like anybody's outside either. There's just the desolate hillside of the town that was once the proud and bolstering Raven's Bluff. Uh, But now it's an empty husk of itself. Um, Looking out and getting my bearings on the town since this is home, um, does it seem like we're in the lighthouse? You were in the mage's lighthouse that I have made a point to describe uh, Mm -hmm. every time you've been to Raven's Bluff. You sit out on the pier. I was wondering Um, how you got in here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You're sitting out on the... It's not a pier. It's more like an island that's connected to the land. And... It just juts up, and it's completely uniform. It doesn't look like it was built by human hands, even. It just looks like it's this completely uniform structure, and you all have seen this light coming out of it, but it seems like that light's not on right now. Do we see the way down? Yeah, yeah, it's just a spiral staircase okay. that leads all the way around the inside of the building. When you call I break the window and just climb down the side of the light. <laughs> Shoot your bow out the broken <laughs> window. When you called your cleric friend, did he say where he was? Uh, yeah. I didn't ask because I'm an idiot. <laughs> can you call him again? Um, I can, yes. And also, do you want them to work on Buffalo? I'm going to keep him dead for the Tearfall battles. He's going to get resurrected. Seems practical. If mm-hmm. we all don't die. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just at a quick glance, does the the lens and the gears and the things like that, does it just look like it's part of the lighthouse for its, like... So it's it's basically an investigation, right? You're proficient in that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so roll an investigation. 23. With the 23, you think that these gears have not been maintained and that they need to be wound up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not sure exactly how this light works, but you think it has to do with being wound up. Okay. Um, you know that this would bring ships in from the sea and show people where the beacon of this was. Uh, you think that you could start it if you wanted to. We should totally start it. It could be a beacon of hope for everybody. I was thinking that too, but it's also going to draw it, some negative yeah, attention. It, it could lure I think it'd be everybody more like us. a bug zapper. Uh, <laughs> it could lure everybody there, and then when they, they get there, everybody gets Well, okay, I guess that plan maybe, is not uh, Maybe when we're done, we can light it. Yeah, I think it's better absolutely. that we stay as stealthy as possible for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. My first instinct was to light it, too, but I I think maybe we should hold yeah, on. Yeah, I don't want to bring more 
like we, we don't, don't want, want to attract the, the attention of our like, opponent you know, just yet. A thousand dead ships, dead ships. We just <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Any kind of leg up on. Any uh, dragons. How's my bracelet feeling? It's within 400 yards? Feet. Uh, 400 feet. Your bracelet's okay right now. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I am going to kind of like give Ori a little scratch on her head yeah. and shoulder move mm. and uh, kind of mentally tell her to kind of go to the kettle and come back. Okay. Um, and I'm going to kind of just look through her eyes and see what I see. Sure. So you find you find a door that leads to the ledge of this place, and you s- you swing it open. Everyone's eyes are still just directed at the demolition of this city. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought there might be a window for her to go out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you just have to open it okay. is all I'm saying. Everyone's eyes still focused on just, like, the destroyed Raven's Bluff before you. This incredibly proud city has just been turned to rubble. And you shrug Ori off of your shoulder, and you all hear that familiar screech. And she just takes off over the city. And as she's flying, Arwell, you see all of the flotsam just being washed up against the walls of this harbor. You see many of the docks have been broken. Very few ships are here. A lot of the buildings have been crushed. It looks like, as you're getting closer with Ori, that they're, like, melted, actually. Even the wood. It's not burning. It's like the wood itself, like, melted down the Mm -hmm. side of these buildings. And as you were flying over toward the kettle, it looks like that entire district has been destroyed. Not just the kettle itself. I, I don't know if we're walking anywhere because I can't yet. see you immediately. Yeah, I'm telling you exactly what I'm seeing. First things first, I think she had tunnels though. Your yeah. your your communication rune or whatever has one charge a day. I, I think I can just use it. Oh, cool. Um, we need to find out where fucking Thundershout is because we need that stone. Yeah, we need to find it. Yeah, and uh, as you, you're all stand, standing up here and talking, and, and Mallory's just been like looking out of the window, and all she says out loud is. We have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. We will. And I just want to put a hand on her shoulder and point out towards the palace where mm-hmm. all the stuff went down with Isaacs. Mm-hmm. And you can see of... as you're looking up, it's so big, but yeah. even from this distance, you can see the hole that was blown through it. Mm-hmm. And where the dragon cast that wall, or sorry, Isaacs cast that wall, you can see mm-hmm. it jutting up through the palace. Yeah, up so there. I want to point to that yeah. and like tell her like a quick breakdown of exactly what happened and how Isaacs mm-hmm. sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she just she just like bites her lip as she's looking out to it, and and she just like her her fists they just like clench at her side a little bit, but she doesn't say anything, and she's like obviously trying to direct her like brows down so you can't see her face, mm-hmm. um, and you can just like see her lip quivering a little bit as she's standing here and like looking out over the city. Yeah, and oh. I just I wanted to tell her too. I meant to do this before we left, um, Mallory. I know you said that we needed to go back and do this to make Isaac's proud of us and make it worth it, but I want you to know that he was already proud of you. You don't have anything to prove. Yeah, and and she, you just see her like she she swallows this big lump in her throat, and uh, and she she's just like fighting this back for a second. Her mouth opens a few times without saying anything, and then she says, "Maybe it was better that I was caught. If I'd been here, maybe I wouldn't be alive either." It's possible. Maybe. I think that we're all here for a reason. That there's a reason we're the last ones standing here. Yeah. We're close, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Closer than anyone else has ever been. Um, when we take these fucking dragons down and we rebuild this city, you got to carry. I mean, everybody else is gonna rebuild. I'm not gonna. Anyway, so when we rebuild this city, you got to rebuild this city. You guys, are you're too slow. Yeah, she looks. To, she looks to you, and uh, she doesn't say much. She's just still. She's uncharacteristically quiet. She looks over to you. And you can just see the red in her eyes. You can see the gloss over them where she's fighting back the tears. And she just, like, shakes her head, like, a few times to you and then just looks back toward the city. Sorry, I um, didn't mean to bum you out, Mallory. Let's go fuck up some dragons. 
Should we, for time purpose, split up for a second? You get the stone if we can, if they're close. Once we talk mm-hmm. to Gridrum, and maybe Adelaide, me, and Mallory go to Isaac's house and see if we can find anything that might um, help us. Where should we meet? Do you want us to come there? Assuming, is it still standing? Should you send um, Ari to see if it's even there? Uh, yeah, I don't know how long it takes Ori to get back or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that in the time she flies there and comes back, you're sort of having this conversation. Okay. How far away from the lighthouse is his house? Um, I mean, it's in the top most part of the city, so it's it's a fair walk. But like on foot, it would probably take you like 30 minutes to get there. Um, from where we are, does it look like it's part of the city that might be standing? Uh, just from your eyeballs, mm-hmm. not worries. Yeah. Um, as you were looking over, it doesn't look like any part of the city is still standing. Yeah. It looks like the city's been completely desolated. You see what you Mallory, find in the rubble? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Mallory, do you... I was just thinking to arm ourselves better. Do you think it's even worth a try coming back to Isaac's house? Is there anything even there for us to use? Maybe something's left. I don't know. Okay. I'd not be standing. Uh, if the house is melted, it's not like he had a safe underground or anything, but I yeah. I want to go back there anyway. Okay. Um, I, I, I'd like to as well. Um, do, do y'all want to split up for a second? or As long as nobody's alone. Yeah, it'd be three and three. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, also, man, how close am I to the ocean? I mean, the ocean's all around you. Where you're sitting right now, well, so you're you're facing you're facing yeah. yeah you're facing toward Raven's Bluff, but you're on this little peninsula, so you're essentially completely surrounded by it. Is there a point where I can just like walk down and touch the water? If you want to leave the lighthouse, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so guys, leaving the lighthouse. I like to, but I would like the I'd mage's like lighthouse. I'd like to go out the the, <laughs> the back area to where I'm not facing like anyone in the city couldn't see me. Okay, so you're trying to stealth. Not necessarily. I'm just going out the back. Okay. So you're, but you're turning and you're facing the ocean as you get down here and you're yes. walking up to it. Okay. So guy, as you do this and anybody else who might rip their eyes away from the city and turn around, the sky over the ocean looks so strange. As you turn around and you look at this, a faint rainbow halos around a single brilliant source of light, like a sun just sitting over the ocean in the middle of it. And you can see this strange rainbow halo just sitting around it. At each of its four apexes, you see smaller lights that look just like the one in the middle. It hurts to look at them directly. The clouds in the sky themselves seem to part from this strange light. The sky looks like a brilliant burning fire all around you, like an eternal sunset. Except this doesn't have that same welcoming feeling as the elemental plane of air. It's malicious and it's foreboding. Almost as if, in sync with the smaller lights that are around that halo, you can see the silhouettes of dragons circling lazily around it. A form resembling a skyscraper rises out of the ocean just beneath the spectacle. The structure is jet black, and it has a pitch black pillar of smoke rising up and out of its top. It seems to originate up and out of the water itself. But uh, you're just seeing this imagery out on the ocean, you would know that it is from the same strange pillar of smoke that you all encountered in episode eight. Was there an actual tower out of? Yeah, the no, there wasn't. There. Oh, okay, but now there now there seems to be like a skyscraper esque something sitting up out of the water, coming out of that whole like Maplethorpe's whip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take any kind of paper or 
parchment or whatever I can find. Okay. And um, with some sort of some. ink or something that I write with. I've got a bunch. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna write. Bunch. I'm gonna write <laughs> as quickly as I can, but in the best legible tongue in giant. I'm gonna write. Quatana, this is your friend guy on the buffalo. <laughs> mm. The fate of all of our existence is lying in the hands of myself and our and my adventuring companions. If you care about your brethren and any other living creatures on this planet, come fight with us against the dragons. The tear fall is upon us. And I'm going to wrap it up around the an arrow on my bow, mm-hmm. and I'm going to shoot it out as far into the water, near, and <laughs> <laughs> it like, I got it. <laughs> I'm going to shoot it out as far into the water, um, near okay. where we met him. Okay, as I so can. you're aiming out toward that structure, and you're just releasing this arrow, and you all see it, it flies, and it has this little note on it, and it flies so far that eventually it just disappears. Before it ever hits anything, it's hard to see where it hits, it just flies way out into the ocean as you're pulling this string back. Uh, roll, roll an attack for me just for fun. Wait, I really hope that ink is not water-soluble. I really hope <laughs> the dragon didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. 22. Yeah, the 22, it, go, it goes right over near... It's at least in the direction of that strange structure out in the middle of this ocean. Yeah. You loose that thing, man, and it just flies out in here, and it goes to the point where you can't see it anymore. Everybody's standing out here at this point. Ori is returning to you, Arwul. Uh, she perches on your shoulder as she comes back over. Uh, since we can see the dragons, I say we get the fuck back in the lighthouse. ASAP. Are we seeing actual dragons or just what sort of looks like dragons? I mean, you see what looks like lights. the silhouettes of dragons Flying circling orb, out yeah. over that building. We do not need building. to be in the eye shot of that shit. Under, did, they, did they already do it? We've been talking about that we could potentially undo whatever it is I guess with so. those stones. So. Yeah. Even if they did... Fuck it. I mean, it's not like we're not going to try. Yeah. How are we going to get out there without a boat? We'll figure something out. I take out my medallion, and Paylor is great. Paylor. Paylor, Paylor. Yeah, and, and and once again, this light, it shines brightly. Like, th- this beacon of light shines out of your necklace as you're calling on this. And as this bright light appears, you hear a voice, and it says, Did you call him the same morning or last night? It was the same morning. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, he, he says, Patches, Patches, it's Gretchen, I'm here. Is everything okay? Uh, well, in a sense, I mean, we're all alive, so yeah, we're okay. Oh, Paylor be praised. I forgot to ask last time we spoke. Where are you? Where are you located? This is sweet news indeed to hear you well. Uh, you, you never contact me, so twice in a day I, I was worried. I, I'm, I'm underneath your, uh, your friend, uh, this blacksmith's. Uh, smithery, I guess, whatever you would call it. I'm just underneath it, under the street. Okay. We're in Raven's Bluff. I'll head that way. I'll see you soon. Okay. And I have some good news in all of this for you, but I'll tell you in person. Okay. Cool. Love good news these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May Paylor bless you. His light direct you. I'll see you soon. Okay. Dude, like, we know the city well enough to know how far we are from the thing, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know where it's at. You're how very far, familiar with the city. How far are we? Uh, to Thundershout, you're like a 20-minute walk. Um, let's keep our fucking heads down and roll. Did y'all want to split up for a little bit? Some we're going to go to um, Isaac's Mallory house and, and see what if, can be salvaged. Oh, no, I was just going to invite you. Yeah. 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 And just let Mallory see If you guys want to split up. 
And then the rest of us go check on Thundershout and yeah. see about that Firestone. So, uh, so we get our tires. Me and Patches <laughs> and who's going to Isaac's? Um, me and Okay. 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 You're going with us? Yeah. yeah. So right. list a guy, Patches, going to Thundershout. So as you all, you start to make your way out, you all aren't trying to sneak or anything, you're just going to walk straight up this dock. Uh, and as you were doing it, you start to notice that there is a figure standing just at the other end of it. Just What does the figure look like? Uh, do you want to walk closer, or would you like to roll it like you're squinting your eyes and rolling roll it perception? like I'm squinting my okay. eyes. It's a 13. Uh, with a 13, you would think um, at the end of this dock, there is uh, a woman who is finely dressed, and she's just looking does it, at all of you. Does it look like someone that I've seen before? You don't recognize her. Uh, she just stands here and stares at you. She does um, not budge. I'll keep walking forward and I'll put my hand like out in a greeting. You you don't say anything. You just like wave. You're like yeah yeah. It's kind of like a, yeah. A she 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 remains totally still. Um, and the closer you get, the more you can see this. I, are you guys uh, you're approaching I, I her though? A, I, okay. I have my hand on my bow. Okay, sure. Not, you have I don't have my bow, bow out. But um, I have my and hand as you all approach, it. she stands here and, and she just this this chill stare that she has. It just never leaves. Okay. And she just watches you approach her. She doesn't move quickly. She doesn't budge or anything. But as you get closer, you have a better idea of how she looks. She has jet black hair. And she has gilded flowers and leaves on a crown all the way around her head. She has golden scales that go from her neck all the way over her chest. And a dark robe that sits over top of that. Chains connect those flowers and those scales she has golden bracelets and rings on every one of her fingers. Patches, how's your bracelet feeling? It, it feels fine. Yeah. Um, um, she has this beautiful pale blue garb on underneath this. And she raises a hand up very slowly. And as she raises her hand up, she speaks. The mother chose you. Oh, I've been waiting for you. Adelaide, who is this? I've been hearing whispers that she's coming. You're her, I assume. Her lips just slightly parted and she speaks. Yes. I came all this way. And for this. Hmm. A waste of my time. I'll make quick work of you. <laughs> we'll see about that. And I'll gain favor for it. I cast major armor on myself. And uh, will quickly cast a spell and she says... I have no business with you. Mm, if you have business with Adelaide, you might have business with me. Not if she wishes to stay in favor with the mother. Anyone yeah, like Arlo, to explain think... to the rest of us what's up? I think um, we kind of have we kill this shit to do. This what is, is some oral shit. Okay. Yeah, Should I think... make it snappy before the world ends. This, I think I might have to handle on my own, and I'll just summon my blade. Yeah, so your blade comes out, and as your blade what? comes out, she, she flicks her hand gingerly, and you all see... The only other pseudo dragon you've ever seen in your lives crawl out and onto her shoulder. That it's one? blue and ruby red and brilliant, and it has a little acorn cap on its yes. head. Mm-hmm. Its wings, its wings look like these beautiful dragon and butterfly wings sitting off of its back. As it comes out onto her arm, she says, "I'll kill you with one spell." And then she like smacks the pseudo dragon off of her shoulder, and as she <gasps> smacks it, it like falls, but it does fly toward you. As she like hits it off of her shoulder, and as she smacks that. it off of her shoulder, uh, roll for initiative, real quick there, Adelaide. Uh, everybody else can jump. Feel free to jump into this if you want. Nine. 
Callista has a nap. Do you think the friends cantrip will work on her? Maybe. <laughs> can, oh, here it is. I put it on the page that she was Do on. Do the friends cantrip and then when she's a friend, pseudo dragon. Is that pretty? Um, my mage yeah. armor. It was like I was kind of just stepping forward again, and my uh, ion stone above me. Like created that sheen of blue, and I just stepped through it and wrapped around me. Okay, and Great. you just hear the big, Fancy. heavy thud of the fucking axe. <laughs> the big blue axe smash into the fucking ground with okay. my hand ready to pull uh, it up. So, did everyone else roll for initiative? Yeah, yes. sure. Okay. Fuck yes. Callista, what'd you get? <laughs> Natural twenty. Up to twenty-one. Woo, guy. Sixteen. Our right, well, we got yeah. nineteen. Thank you. Callista is going to. You want me to bane this bitch? I'm ready to help unless you don't want me to. I want to do this myself, but if it's going poorly, avenge me. Okay. Um. <laughs> we all get it, girl. All right. In that case. Oh, and we will. <laughs> hell yeah, we will. I'm actually going to prepare um, Counterspell and hold the action. Oh, I'm so excited to kill her. Yeah. And as yeah. she steps forward, as she steps forward, this pseudo dragon flies at you, and you feel its hesitation. You actively feel the hesitation of this thing and the pain of this thing as it's smacked away. But uh, as it comes uh, out and toward you, it still rolls to attack against you. Uh, that is a that's a 10 to hit? Uh, it doesn't hit. Okay, it doesn't hit. As she fl- smacks this pseudo-dragon, she reaches her finger forward, and as she reaches it forward, you hear the jingling of all of the gilded chains and rings that she has. And one finger points out, and you see the this ice growing up her arm. She looks around very casually at the people around you with all of their weapons, and she says, I shouldn't have to tell you the stakes or the rules. Her finger just flicks forward, and you see all of this frost just like this this snowflake, this ice is forming in the air around it and shooting out toward you. And as she does, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Come on, constant. 17. Yes. That's a that's a success. So you're going to take half of the damage of this. Eight rolls. Oh, shit. That's 59 points of necrotic damage <gasps> as her finger flicks out toward you. And that's half? And you take half of that. Oh, my oh. God. Whew. Holy shit. And you just see her, like, as as you're, you're still standing, so this ice, it flies out around you. That is necrotic damage, so that does take... Yeah. You can't heal past that much. Um, but as this spell flicks out and toward you, this ice wraps around you. And as it breaks off and shatters from around Adelaide, you just see her like lift her lip a bit as you're still standing there. You can see her scowling just a little bit at you. Her icy stare is still fixed on you. Patches, your turn is up. I look down and I say, hey, Gumbel, keep that pseudo dragon busy. You send Gumbel out on your turn and it is up against this other smaller dragon. And as he goes out, he stings at it with his tail. And his like mouth is open and he's hissing. Uh, he's just a little TV. red pseudo dragon with a scorpion's tail and a little knowing face and tiny little claws. I'm gonna and scream out, out at Gumble. Don't hurt him. Okay, and, and as Gumble goes out, you 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 scream out, don't hurt him. Roll a roll a persuasion. Twenty-one. Yeah, so with the twenty-one, that stinger is flying right in towards this thing's face. And you just see it like like pull short right in front of it. And you all can just hear Gumble like just like chattering in front of this thing and you can see his tail like shaking in front of this thing's face and the other pseudo dragon just like winces down as this thing is coming at it but Gumball does pull back on this I'm gonna respect obviously uh, her wishes and I am yeah just charging up my glove menacingly yes you just see the electricity like arcing up and off of this glove Uh, yeah and and I have my bow like knocked and pulled back but just facing aiming down okay Mm -hmm. I pull the big axe up out of the ground and clunk it into my other hand, and I look right at Adelaide, and I just say, 
Say when. <laughs> I love I, it. Do retro. I'm gonna pull out my blue dragon horn and put it in my glove. Okay. Like, You're just like charging yeah, that up. You can see like as the, I do it, like the electricity grows yeah, even bigger yeah. around it. And there's like plasma oh, melting off of this as you're like holding this thing and the yeah. plasma's melting off. Guy says, "Say when." <laughs> this woman does not flinch at any of this. No. Respect. You guys are just like looking at this woman. Everyone's got their weapons ready. Buffalo is like. Hitting his hoof against his like, with the dragon, like, yeah, with the big white dragon head on the back, and then Adelaide, you're right. <clears throat> Get her. You think you can kill me with one spell? My mother loves me. You're about to be disowned, and I cast blight. Nice. Yes. 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 Fucking awesome shit. She makes a Constitution saving throw. Have a taste of your own medicine, bitch. Yo, uh, <laughs> that's a 17. Barely a save. You also rolled a 17 against her. Oof. But yeah, cool. she's gonna take half. Um, Twins. 88 necrotic damage. Do you need a couple eights? I've got take one from each of your team. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> one of those hands in moments. Hands in. I'm literally shaking right now. That's Mine good. rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I like her more. Uh, 49. Necrotic damage. Fuck. And she takes half. Yes. Yeah. Holy fuck! You guys are like smash toe to toe. So like right off the bat, you guys just step yeah, out yeah. and you're just whipping these spells out. As you do, Callista, you're uh, back up. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm still just sort of menacingly playing my my instrument and staring at her. Okay. I'll, yeah, what so the fuck? I'll roll playing. for intimidation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My crew, don't mess with me when my crew is here. She used to be oh, feeling it. And that is a natural 20. For yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rich Callista! Which is also a plus three, and I'm proficient, so plus another one, so it's a full 24. Wow, yeah. So, so fuck that bitch. 20. So you just start, you just start playing, and, and I, I really like this image because everybody else is like pulling out their weapons and charging up, and Calissa's just very casually mm-hmm. playing and looking at her, and you just, just see her just her for the second. Like, yeah, she just like, she went, she like, her lip sticks up, when Adelaide does not fall to her first spell and you can see her grimace. And then Callista starts playing and that's the first time you see her attention pulled away from you. I will definitely be taking that into account in her turn. Um, She's going to roll disadvantage (laughs) on the spell that she's about to hit Adelaide with. And as she does, she she growls out and she's like, what are you doing, Thistlebeak? Sting her! And as she says this, uh, this little pseudo-dragon, like, it chirps and it chitters and it looks back and forth and it looks at her and you see its head, like, pulling toward Adelaide and as it does, its little stinger just shoots out and toward you. That's a nine, which will not hit you. Towards me? Mm -hmm. Maybe. You don't gotta do it. And (laughs) (laughs) killing this bitch and stealing her pseudo-dragon. And then uh, she pulls her hands up and in front of her, she pulls the other one back. And as she does, you see this frost pulling up. It seems to come out of her rings on her hand. And then you see this big shard of ice form where her fingers are pointed. And three of them just break off and shoot toward Adelaide. But she is she keeps having her attention pulled toward Callista as she's playing. So with your intimidation, she's going to roll disadvantage. Uh, that is going to be a 13. Doesn't hit. A 15. That hits. Okay. Ooh, and an 8. So one hit. Okay, yes. and as this as this only one blast hits you, you're going to take oh, three cold damage. Burr, bitch! <laughs> she rolled pretty low on oh, that she one. She likes to be cold. Right. That was a bad choice. I yell at Gumball, and even though it's a free action, but I just yell at Gumball, um, you know, just keep him busy. Don't hurt him, just right. keep him busy. Right. You know? Okay, so he's just, you're just like, you don't have to fucking kill him. Like, just mm. keep him from hitting Adelaide, basically. Tickle fight. 
Okay, so they're, they're going to roll against each other. Um, so Gumble is like chirping out and like trying to get in front of it. Their wings are flapping. They're not on the ground scuttling. Mm-hmm. They're like in the air. These two pseudo dragons are actively like flying around Adelaide. And Gumble's chasing the other one, but you heard her name called out. Thistlebeak is just a little quicker than Gumble. And she's able to like fly around him and quickly around Adelaide. And you can see her like trying to pull away from Adelaide. But as she does, she, you just like keep seeing her look back and forth. And she just seems like pensive as she's sitting in the air and like uh, nervous. But she is quicker than Gumble is for now. Anyway, I like this uh, yeah, I'm just gonna maintain one. Okay, that electricity is just hitting the dock and like arcing up and around Arwald. Mm-hmm. I'm just like fucking kill this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, Adelaide, you're up. How is she looking? Can I like roll perception or something? Yeah, you could roll an insight. Eleven. Her skin pulled tight. But she, it did not affect the way that she's looking out to all of you. She's still standing tall. She's not bleeding or anything. She's not out of breath. She's just, like, looking out to you. Like, her okay. lips still pursed up and looking. So this might be a longer battle. I think what I'm going to do is drop my sword, pull my magic wand, and cast a mirror image on myself. Okay, yeah. So Adelaide pulls this wand out, and you see this, like, I need Adelaide. Yeah, I need my so- mom and my dad in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you pull this out, and as you do, you start to shift and change. And then as this is happening, Adelaide comes out, and he's like, sisters before misters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So Adelaide's here. He's got his robe on and his number one dad mug and then two other uh, mirror images of Adelaide. But Adelaide's distracting enough to deserve to be hit by the enemy anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> they like, always go for him first. <laughs> right. They're like, shut the fuck up. Who is this? You girls are sort this out on your own time. I'm going to order us a Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, in my free action, I'm going to be like, this will be, it's okay. This will be just like, like, growling and uncomfortable and you can just see like the diaphragm of this little thing as it's flying just <laughs> like breathing really really quickly a little panic and attack. uh and no. uh and so as you do this dadelaide is just like uh i think it's about time we put her in timeout. i'm going to keep on doing what i'm doing very menacingly playing the loot. <laughs> okay. As one does. <laughs> um i i think i would also like to um remind Adelaide of everything we've done over the last couple of days, specifically of the dragon, partially to let this bitch know that we mean business, and partially to give sneaky bardigan spells some yeah. bardic inspiration. This woman's up, and she looks out to you, and she's like, this will be and as she screams it, this thing comes in, that is an 11, so that's another miss as it's poking at you, and you do think that this this pseudo-dragon with its, like, ruby-colored wings and its blue body is definitely hesitating as it's coming toward you. And then she just looks out to you and says, You and your friends are cute and everything, but it's going to be hard to beat me if you're not even here. And as she says this, you <gasps> she need to... banishing me? Is this bitch banishing you, uh, me? You need to roll a <gasps> charisma saving throw. Oh, you think you're going to banish a bitch? Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, 16. That's a pass. Boom. And so as this happens, you all see Adelaide just... Like like the reality around her is pulled and it just... It wavers for a second. And then she just rips back through it. Like, and you just like rip back into this place. She absolutely casts banishment on you. Yeah. And be like, yeah, right. This is the plane I'm meant to be in. Yeah. And so you come back and you do see her like take a step. Like she's like, oh, How shit. would that have worked? Like would it have banished? 
One You're minute. Banished Adelaide for a minute. Everybody's still being yeah. menacing for Patch's turn. Gumble will once again try to. Uh, this is great, by the way, because I have a dice for Thistlebeak that's blue and pretty. Oh. I have a, the, a rainbow dice for Gumble that looks a little bit red when you hold it up. Yeah. I would like to be in a position where if I wanted to attack her, I'm not going to attack anyone else. Like a line of sight, you mean? Yeah, like exactly. a direct end. So uh, Thistlebeak is still managing to outrun Gumble. And as all this is happening, Adelaide, you're up once again. Um, I think I'm going to use all my spell slots, even though I know that's a bad idea. But, like, I this is a very emotional fight for me. And so I think I'm going to be like, Aurel, bless me with this, and in the name of her, I will destroy you. And reach out with my finger and cast Frostbite. So Frostbite is a custom spell that Aurel Mm -hmm. has blessed you with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, it's 3d8 cold damage and Mm -hmm. a level of exhaustion. Okay. For a success. For a fail, it's half. Is Um, it a con save? Con save. That's a nine. That's a fail. She's going to take 3d8. 25 cold damage plus a level of exhaustion. 20 Fuck yeah. fucking no. five? No. Yeah, you do. You see her knee buckle for a second as this is happening. And this cold comes up. And as this ice is forming around her, so frostbite is it's it's similar to blight. It sucks the moisture out of their body, but then it freezes it on the outside of them. And so you see her skin... Just like shine up, and as it does underneath her, you all see this happen. You all hear these small, high pitched chimes on the air. Is this. And then you just hear like. And then underneath her, you see this eye open. Under the woman that's sitting on the other side of this place. Um, Adelaide is dealing quite a bit of damage. Uh, to this woman that I don't think she expected. Nice turn. I keep on doing what I'm doing. I'm proud okay. of my girl. She's killing it. Literally. <laughs> keep it <laughs> Thank up. you so much. She holds the same finger back out and toward Adelaide. Her entire hand is extended. And as this hand is held out, she says, you will not best me. And then she looks up to the sky and you can see the like frost gathering around her. And she just looks to you, Adelaide, and she has this confident smile on her face, this little smirk. And she says, mother, are you watching? And then she holds her hand out in front of you. And as she holds this hand out, that is going to be a 25 to hit. I also am going to see who she hits. Why? Every time. Every time. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. It's me. Um, it's me. So that is going to be seven force damage. And then she pulls her other hand up, smiling, and a second quick bolt of this blue energy shoots out straight toward Adelaide. This one uh, is going yep. to be a baseline six, and then add whatever. Okay. So that's a 13. That doesn't hit. Yeah, so, like, so he like goes, as I'm still, like, streaming, and I'm just going to be, like, loudly talking to Mallory and be, like, giving her a hint to be, like, move. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, maybe if she moved to the left, Mallory. Yeah, you see this one hit, like, this one dart just blows into Adelaide, and as it does, she's, like, regaining her composure and standing up, and Arvel's <laughs> like, maybe she should have moved to the left. And you're like, oh, and you do, and it just... Sh- like another one shoots past you. Love Maybe it. you no, weren't even expecting the like, short yeah. one. Yeah, like the second one. Uh, and then the community turn is up. The community turn. <laughs> Boys. I'm going to go over, like, tactics with Mallory loudly because I'm still, like, arcing okay. energy. Um, you're still just being like, yeah. Gumble, mm-hmm. come the fuck on, buddy. 
Gumble finally is able to get a hold of this thing. And as it does, he wrestles it to the ground. He does not bite it. He does not sting it. He seems to be listening to you for now. But he's just holding this thing down. So this turn, it will not attack Adelaide. And Adelaide, you're up. When she hit me and mm-hmm. I took damage, mm-hmm. I would like to have used one of my Eldritch powers to just pop up right behind her. Ooh. With blade in hand. Yeah. So yes. so you, like, this one hits you, and then Arwell says move to the left, and as you're taking that damage, you flip to the side, you see that bolt pass you, and then the next thing you all know, where Adelaide was standing, this effigy of her just shatters into ice, and she's standing right behind this woman with all her sword. All of us sword. are. Yeah. Oh, all the Adelaides <laughs> yeah. and Adelaide are standing there. Adelaide, as you're pulling your sword back, Adelaide says, you should always check your blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Adelaide, your sword is reared back and you are right behind her. And as she turns, you you hear her like turn to look at you as you just like appear behind her. I'm just like flexing right now. I'm using all no, my oral no. powers as much as I can. 100%. <laughs> that eye is still open and under her on this dock, by the way. Yeah, cool. But you, you would see your own effigy shatter underneath that as well as you cast whatever this is called. I'm going to try to hit her twice. Okay. With the sword rod. That one for the first one. Ooh. Roll a uh, roll a d6. Four. Okay, yeah. So with the four, you go to hit her with your sword, and as you do, uh, she like turns around quickly, and her elbow is thrown into you, and you were just like not expecting her to be ready for it, and you fall on your ass. So you're considered prone. Oh, so I have to get up. Yeah. Okay, then I'll get up and I'll just crawl and like. <clears throat> you can you, you can still do your. I can attack. still attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that oh, because that's my movement. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. That's not 20. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, come on! Yes. Okay. Uh, well, uh, so what's the damage? Um, it is... A 1 and a 20. Ooh. Wow. That's some... That's Drama. some karate. That's some, that's some, that's some yeah, divine or real shit. shit. Narrative. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. I love it. That's like end of movie battle. She always gets fucking crazy in that 20s on her narrative. That's true. 35 damage. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so, Adelaide, you... So her Eldritch Blast hits you, and the second one flies by, and effigy of where you were standing shatters. That eye of Oril is open underneath her. You appear behind her. Dadalade says, always check your blind spot. And then th- she throws an elbow into you. You were quick to get up. You were standing behind her. You have that. Your shadow blade? Uh, yeah, it's my dragon sword. Yeah. Oh, you pull that uh, the dragon slayer out? Summon it, because it's my your, pack Take weapon. your time in telling us how you... Dispose of this one. Yeah, so I blink, like I blink right behind her, and she looks at me. Like you said, she throws that elbow. I knock down. I get so frustrated, and I just know that I am going to win this fight because I am blessed. And so I summon my, like you know, I have my sword that I've summoned in my hand. This dragon thing that I've connected to, and it like comes to me whenever I need it. And I just fucking chop her head off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you and all the gold and shit just flies yeah. off. So yeah, all the money. <laughs> so you Coins, yeah, so you hit points. through these scales, like these golden scales and this. Oh, she's so pretty. Mm-hmm. So that that crown, oh. that crown of flowers and of gilded flowers and of the mm-hmm. chain, you just slice right through it, and that shadow sword just cleaves through this, and you see her head, and as her head is flying off, that eye is open underneath her, and you see many other eyes. <laughs> on any surfaces that are around you open and the blood from her head freezes. And you can see the arc of that blood and her head still in the air. And the only thing that falls to the ground to let you know that time itself hasn't frozen are all the pieces of scales that glitter and bounce off of the floor. And then everyone feels this chill. And you feel this... And as you do, you all notice that 
any sounds that were happening in all of this chaos, they stop. And all you hear are footsteps coming down the dock from where you were. And the woman is walking down and she walks between all four of you. And you didn't even notice she's there. And even as you see her moving, you keep having to second guess yourself. You keep readjusting your eyes. And this woman walks by. You can completely see her naked body underneath this beautiful, fine garments that just drag the ground behind her. And every step she takes, these snowflake-like patterns form underneath her feet. And as she walks by you, you feel all of the heat leave your body. And she walks up to you, Adelaide. And this frozen body sits in front of her, like frozen in time. And as she walks up to you, she puts her hand on her shoulder and she kisses your lips. And as she pulls away, you feel that cold being just pulled and out of you and then breathed back into you. And as you do, you notice that she's smiling. You have made me proud, daughter. I'm just smiling too. I can, I can see my friends' faces and mm-hmm. see that they're, like, shocked and they can see this vision, obviously. Yeah. So I would like to turn to them and say, everyone, this is my mother. As you say, this is my mother, she does not look to everyone else. She says, I would have it no other way. And as she's talking, Thistlebeak, with, like, wings drooped onto the ground, like, tail dragging behind her, she, like, walks up to you, and she just, like, really slowly and carefully, like, pulls herself up to, like, the side of your feet, and she's just, like, really slowly making her way over and, like, toward your legs. She's totally defeated, and she's completely scared, and you can see her, like, wincing and looking around her. I'm going to bend down and reach out my hand for her. Yeah, and she, like— And, oh, oh. can I pull out my bag an acorn? That has oh, little scratches mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And I say, I think this is from you. Yeah, and you see her, like, she chirps. Uh, it, it's a yes. different pitch than Gumble has, but you hear, like, <clears throat> like she, like, rubs against it, and then she, like, really pensively and carefully, like, rubs her head up against your hand. And she just rests it there for a second, and, like, you just see the... <sighs> she just, like, breathes for a second, and you all can feel, like, that fear and that hesitation she had. It, it, it's still pensive, but it just melts away for a second. And I say, thank you for your help. You're always welcome with us. Yeah, and so this will never hurt you. Yeah, so this will be hears this and she wraps around your arm and she just like she nudges her head up against you. And you can see the little acorn cap that she has and those fluttering like (laughs) dragonfly like wings sitting here. And uh, and Oral says, A gift. You'll be a better mother to her than she ever was. And as she says she, that blood unfreezes and the head just like up against the dock, and you see the body like sloth over onto it and that blood is just pouring out and into the water and oral says with my kiss a gift and you feel yourself restored <gasps> as she as she kisses your mouth uh your spell slots are back oh my god your health is yeah. back to if full she didn't do that i was gonna step out and tell her so you will receive uh one last spell from Oril that I'll send to you in detail later. Cool. Um, but you do receive one last spell from her, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, you gain a, another Warlock spell slot. Yay! Yay! <laughs> your spell arc, or your story Yay! arc is complete. So I will say to Oril, I'll say, thank you, Mother, I'll make you proud. Yeah, and with all of that, the eyes, they close around you, and as she, she like, quite literally disintegrates Thanos-style into this diamond dust, and it shines out over this water, and where it, where it fades the water freezes over and those eyes begin to close as well. And then all of a sudden that sulfur smell and that burn building smell just returns to all of you. But Ad- Ad- Adelaide, you feel full of power 
you're standing confidently. Uh, you, Thistlebeak is now considered your familiar. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you have Thistlebeak, you have Ori, you have Buffalo, and uh, you have Gumble. Uh, the only one who doesn't have an animal. Thanks, Wes. I just grabbed <laughs> what it's worth, Gumble is not Patches familiar. Yeah, he is. I just grabbed the He just severed... likes Patches because Patches sucks. <laughs> I grabbed the severed finger of the dragon and I draw some little eyes and a smiley face on it and hand it to him. Thanks, I hate it. Um, also, Adelaide alone gains 3,000 experience. Wow! Yes. Yes. Good job, yes. girl. Old bitch is decapitated. Oh yeah, is she still on the dock? Is yeah, her body's, body's still there? like. I want to just kick it into the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this like really amazing moment happens where a god steps down and like talks to you directly and blesses you with her like gifts and powers and all this shit. You get Thistlebeak, a familiar that was gifted directly from Oril to you, and the first thing you do is kick this woman's body yeah, off the and, dock and into the say, water. I want to say, no, no mortal stands above me. Ooh, that's gnarly. Ori, that is so fucking gnarly. Yeah, I'll give you inspiration because all of your sweet one-liners were good and the fight was amazing and, and you just played it so well and you gave me chills. Thanks. How far are we from Thunder Dicks? You haven't even gotten off of the dock. Oh, that's right. Because little acorns have been coming from... Yeah. Thistlebeak was sending them your way. Adelaide, we're all so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud. Thank you for standing behind me and looking so cool. I feel so lucky to have friends like you. Hey, listen, we you don't are. have to work hard at looking cool, especially <laughs> since you gave me that armor that turned my AC into 21. Whatever that means. If there was a number, <laughs> there was a, if, there, would be if I had to equate how tough I am to a number, I'd say it's 21. <laughs> I'm You're so hard to hit. Oh, I need another glass of God. <laughs> That's the best line I've ever heard. So hard to hit, I can't even touch myself. So you all stand on this dock. Up with 20 minutes from Thundershouts. 30 minutes from Isaacs. With a newly, fully blessed, fully realized Adelaide. Whose who's weird, who's weird parental gaps have been solved through... Murder. Murder. <laughs> um, I want to like whisper into Mallory's ear and like point to like the body that just got pushed yeah. over into the water and be like, that's why we're wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you see her her mouth has just been open like this whole time. Mallory's like Oh yeah, sorry Mallory. <laughs> just like a god just showed up and you decapitated Gave you someone. Wine. <laughs> and Arwell's Arwell says, This is why we're wizards, and she just goes, huh. All right, y'all. Let's just be smart. <laughs> let's let's move out Team Alpha and Team Beta. Team Beta's rolling out to Thunder Dicks. Team Alpha yeah, is rolling you. to Isaac's house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's start moving. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So Callista, Gumble, Patches, Buffalo, and Guy all go to Thunder Shouts. Yes. As you arrive at this booth, you all have been here before. It is in the heart of Raven's Bluff. It is an open stand set here with a forge inside of it, and as you walk up to it, it is crumbled like the rest of the buildings around it. His forge has been decimated. Uh, his weapons, there are a few lying clattered on the ground, but they seem melted through, which is really strange, but it looks like they've been eaten away at, corroded. Some of them are rusted, some of them are broken, but nobody seems to be here. And even walking through these streets, you don't see anyone here, and the only sound that is coming from this is of the seldomly shifting rubble that will fall once its structure gives out from the buildings. And the echoing of the roaring of a dragon coming from out on the ocean. But that dull orange light washes over everything. 
including all of you. The spectacle of Oril, I imagine, takes a while to wash off. It's not something you get over quickly, but yeah. it's, it's, it's sensory overload here at this point. The dragons are behind you. The city you know and love is destroyed. You just saw a god in Adelaide be like blessed by them. You have the only two pseudo-dragons you've ever seen in your whole entire lives and that many others have never seen before. But you're sitting here at uh, Thundershout's Forge, and no one's in sight. We are effectively reality drunk. Um, Do I see a way to get, like, under it? Roll a parsection. 16. I like to imagine that Patches is seedy enough himself that he knows to be looking for these manholes that lead underneath the street. (laughs) You would know all Uh, of them, I would think. So here's the deal. Yeah. You would notice up the street there is a manhole, but with a 16 you would also notice that it looks like there is some sort of door beneath the rubble inside of Thundershout's forge. I, uh, and he told, I'll say this too, he told you as much yeah. um, when you first met him that he had a way under the streets. Okay. Um, I opened that door. Yeah. And as you open it, you hear, uh, with a 16 still riding on that, you hear a bunch of voices like they're whispering and then as soon as you're like, you hear those voices just stop and you see a runged ladder leading down on the wall into this place and you can hear what sounds like water like just rushing under the street. I speak the safety word. Robert Maplethorpe. It does. <laughs> yeah. We, I, Friends! I, <laughs> I kind of I just like lean my head in and say, Gridrum? And then you hear this like collective sigh of relief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, Patches! Oh, my boy! I feared the dragons had finally found us. Those guard drakes walking around this place. Haven't seen them in a few days. Get down here, my boy. Shut that shut that blasted lid behind you. Paylor be praised, you're fine. I tell Buffalo outside to collapse into a pile of rubble. Okay. He just like lays down and it looks like trash because yeah. there's a dragon's and head a and dragon like blood. Sitting there. I like I like the gross brown blood that has dried onto his bones, but yeah, so patches you climb down in here, Buffalo's like <laughs> Um I look at Guy and Callistan say, let's go hang out with some clerics. All right, yeah. your favorite. <laughs> you all climb down and into this place. Gridrum sits before you, and as Gridrum sits here, you would know that Gridrum is a cleric of Paylor. Gridrum has this immaculate shoulder display on that has these two suns emblazoned on the side of it. His clothes are white and gray and silver. He has a brown beard and he has a thick, tousled brown hair with very dark eyes, but his demeanor is bright. His face is bright. And as you come down here, this dwarf runs up to Patches, and he squeezes you so hard that your bones crack. And you can just feel him pushing up against you, and he's like, I feel the worst, my boy! Oh, but you always did have a way of finding yourself in and out of trouble. And then he takes a step back, and he holds you out to look at you. And he says, pull your cowl back. It's been so long since I've seen you. Um, I do. You've grown. And you've seen many battles. I have. How do you fare? And your friends? We're doing okay, considering. Um, uh, we've seen some shit. Yeah. Oh, could I he says, uh, uh, Gridrum Brighthammer. And you are. Callista Astoria, it's a pleasure. We've heard a lot about you. Yeah, he holds his hand out, and he like his hand is mm-hmm. delicate toward you. And if you yeah, place it, he just like squeezes it gently, and then he puts his hand, he clasps it over yours, and he says, May Paylor bless you for guiding him. He means much to me. Then he says, And you? 
fantastic armor. Thanks. I think so as well. <laughs> Could I have canonically taken the finger out of Buffalo and brought it down with me? Yeah, whatever. I have it. <laughs> you can climb back up and get it. No, I got you it. You gave okay. it to me with googly eyes, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wherever I have the finger, I got it. Uh, Guy Fieri, pleasure to meet you. Is Thundershout in your care? Your friend. Yes, I sought him out as, as Patches instructed me to. How is he? Thank you for doing that. But I was not a minute too late. Uh, he was burned badly when I found him. I barely kept him on the cusp of life. But you said you have good news? Yes. Good news for your friend. I have stowed away a spell for you. I can bring your beast back, if you like. I have so many options. Here's the thing. If we bring him back, he's going to have to go through death twice. Take can, the dragon can... head out of him first. That would be painful. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> throwing up gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> Let's do this. You going to resurrect Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, Good. I want to go while they're doing that. I want to find wherever Thundershot is and go sit with them. Yeah, he's lying. He's he's lying on and and they're I take doing six thousand gold out of Buffalo. <laughs> 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 it's like we, he comes out of life, he's like, I got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you find uh, so Thundershot is sitting right beside Gridrum. Um, the conditions are not good. Mm-hmm. They they are literally sitting on the grounds in the waterways of this city, and the waterways are not like they're not scrubbed clean at all. They are sitting on like blankets that are keeping them from this ground. The blankets are soaked through in this place. He is sleeping deeply. And he's not budging. Gridrum just told you that he has not woken up yet. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. A health potion wouldn't do shit. Um, are you so asking Gridrum that? I want to ask yeah. Gridrum, like, what is, has his treatment been so far? And is there uh, anything else that could be done? Your friend, he was close to death. I did my best to bring him back, but a greater restoration. That's what we need. That would be What it. about cure serious wounds? I've cured him as much as I can. His wounds, they're healed. His mind, it's damaged. When you lose that much blood, you lose a little bit of yourself. He'll be okay. He just needs to rest. We, we could kill him and bring him Did- back. To- <laughs> <laughs> I drive him I'm through with, with my sword. <laughs> um, Trust me. Hello. <laughs> 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 did he have uh, did a he something he, 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 he had something that was very important to us is did he have do you do you know if he has or had a, a flaming stone I, I didn't search him over I, I thought it does he have a pack or does he have clothes his, his things lie beside him uh, I highly doubt uh, he kept it on him I wouldn't I would never go through another Soul's things, not mine to touch. Something very important. He was keep. I have an Patches, idea. You'd probably be best to search. He owes you his life. I imagine that he maybe wouldn't mind. Was his forge in on this the case? Top I'm level? certain yeah. he wouldn't. About yeah. you. you're I, under his. It's forge. ours. I'm also, not it's not like we're minding. taking something yeah. of his. Um, so yeah, I look through his things. Okay. You want to roll an investigation? Not twenty. Nice. 
Nice. Wow. So you're digging through his things. You notice that there are blacksmith's tools. There's another apron wrapped up in here. Uh, a few simple rations that could be used as a snack. But with a natural 20, you would notice that in a writing you don't understand on his burns, it seems like something has been burned into his skin. Mm. <gasps> Fucking, Does oh, I'm so sad I'm not there. I can read all writing. Does it only say that because you can't read? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Still can't read. And then Gridrum, Gridrum's like, what do you mean you can't read? I taught you how to read. I, some, this thing happened. I I, lo- I can't read. It's a very I, it, unfortunate accident. Yeah, this thing happened, and now I can't read. He can read. I taught him how to read. We, I really we know can't he read. Could. He used to read things for me, but it's it's fine. We're dealing with it. What, I what do you this see? This fruit that we put in a giant worm. I don't see <laughs> the bean and the butt. I look at the thing. <laughs> did he point out? Did, did Patches point out to us the thing? I'm, I'm so I I don't see I don't see the stone, but he's this writing is burned into yeah. his skin. So what does it say? We'd like to take a look at it. Can uh, we tell what it's written? Uh, what languages can you all read and write? Giant, draconic, uh, common. Common, infernal. Nothing. <laughs> I can't read any languages. Yeah, none. <laughs> none, of you, none of you can read this. Can I... I look at everybody and say, I'll be right back. And I'm going to go back up the ladder mm-hmm. and stealthily, so nobody, no drakes or anything mm-hmm. see me, look through the rubble where the forge was and everything. Yep. Okay. Uh, roll another investigation for me up there. It's not 20. Oh, Bro, no way. Wow. That's two in a row. Is that That's two in a row? row? It was two in a row. Excellent roll. You don't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I find something cool? Yeah, sure. With the 20? Fuck yeah. Uh, how about a, I don't know, fucking plus one hammer? Why not? Okay. Plus one more hammer. I pick up the hammer and look at it and say, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Throw it down. You find it. it it's hard to find. It's in a lot of rubble. And you're like, ah. I say to the cleric guy. Um, but you move everything. You you turn over every every brick. You turn over every anvil. You you, you use your rogue senses. Like, where would I hide something here? And you look in all those places. You don't find anything. Thunder shower. And I come back down. A message. Can you read this? Here's King Gridrum. Yeah. I hadn't even noticed the message myself. But can you read it now that we pointed it out? He looks at it, he looks it over and he 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 carefully has his hand over it and he's like careful touching him. His burns are severe and still healing. But no, I, I can't read this. I'm sorry. Does anyone recognize the language? You could roll a history. I'm not going to be good at that, but I will. Okay, well, uh, dirty twenty. Uh, you would recognize this writing from the elemental plane of fire. You saw it everywhere. They, did they come and get their fucking oh, stone God. back? Oh. The campaign ain't over yet, bitches! Oh, that's not cool. If they did this instead of the dragon. Let's use our noodles here. We have an ally. Noodle. Oh, no, 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 no. We have an ally. Kravig. Mm-hmm. He's on this plane now. Dimension door craziness? Are you in the room with me? Oh. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I can banish people back to their point of existence. Oh yeah. What do you what do you want to do? Talk to Kravig. He can probably read that shit. He was do in we the know where Kravig is? Yeah, he's he's with uh Volna. In Cormanthir, which yeah. is like half a I, month. I can journey. read all writing. You know this it's about me. It's still on this plane. Yeah. We yeah. will wait until Fuck. it is well, here. Unless it's within I just bring the dragons in. I feel like yeah, get a disaster shows up. Can I can do that, but can you message one of them? Mm-hmm. Is that a spell slot? Message? No, we're too far away. I don't we're think just we're gonna have range. to wait for. 
fuck, was that even the plan for them to meet back said. over it? We didn't have a plan. We didn't come. We didn't say a plan. Uh, fuck plans. We knew where I you were going. You yeah. told us. Yeah. Anybody within 120 feet of us. So you arrive at Isaac's house. Isaac's home is a cobblestone two-story house. Uh, it has a beautiful slated roof that has tiles all over it. It does not sit here anymore. The stones are blown all over the street. And as you all approach this place, Mallory sucks in her breath and she grabs her shirt with one hand and with the other, she just, she grabs Adelaide's hand and she's clasping her chest and you, you can like feel her little body just like shaking underneath you as she's standing here. And, and she just out loud. I'm going to go down on one knee and say, the world changes and sometimes it's scary and very hard but you are one of the strongest people I've ever met and you will be okay and you always have us. And I'm going to put my hand back on her other shoulder and just be like, and homes are where we decide they are. Yeah, and you, you feel her shaking and, and she says, we'll just have to be better than Isaac's ever was. Right on. That's a good attitude to have. Uh-huh. Um, but her, her hand still clasped on her clothes and like you can feel it just like squeezing up against yours and Arbel with your hand on her shoulder, you mm-hmm. can just feel her like... <laughs> Like her breath is shaky and her yeah. body is shaking just a he bit. He was a great man, but so we are not the men. Whole, <laughs> right, the whole um, house is destroyed. Yeah, it's it's been it's been reduced to rubble. I will ask Mallory then and be like, "Is there anything that you wanted to see if you could find here before we head back and meet the rest of the group?" Uh, she speaks out and she says, "I just needed to see it." Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. You're going to do something about this, right? Oh yeah, we're going to murder uh, some dragons. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. and she, you just feel her little grip squeeze up against your hand, and she says, "Yeah, we're going to fucking kill him." Yeah. Hell um, yeah. Mallory's officially been hanging out with you too long. <laughs> and I like it. Yeah. I like Mallory. <laughs> Revenge um, is good, but make sure it doesn't overwhelm you. Mallory, um, do you have a sling at all? Because I know wizards are. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't like to use weapons. Let's uh let's go meet the rest of the group. Yeah. Um I'll catch up. Okay. I don't think it's safe to split up right now here. She says I won't be far behind. Do you want Ori to stay with you? Sure. Okay. I tell Ori to stay with Mallory. Yeah. So Ori flies over to Mallory's shoulder. You sing through Ori's eyes, Mallory does not go inside, and as you are walking back toward your group, she doesn't dig through the rubble, she just Stands there alone and looks at the house. Yeah. I want to. I I don't want to like walk all the way away. I kind of want to like sneakily um, watch her. We can be like a hundred feet away, kind of sneakily. Yeah, that's what and, I do. And um, mm-hmm. I can still kind of telepathically command. Like Ori from a hundred feet, I can yeah. do like actual commands hundred feet away. Um, and I'm just gonna yeah, tell Ori to like nuzzle. Her yeah, and she and does like as sweet as. Ori yeah. Does. So Ori, yeah, Ori's like chirping and hooting, and she like gets up beside Mallory. And you, you, Mallory takes in this deep breath and she just goes, <sighs> and she wipes her eyes and then, uh, she turns around and she starts walking, uh, back toward where Thundershout's forge was back um, toward where you were I'll walking. I'll tell Adelaide that and be like, let's walk a little slower so she can meet up with us. Yeah. Okay. So you guys I'm take gonna, off. Can I start like feeding little bits of rations to th- Thistlebeak? 
Did you almost say thunder dick? <laughs> <laughs> I got a little tiny thunder dick on my shoulder. My I, I rename you Maplethorpe. <laughs> oh, baby. I'm just going to be little rational. Yeah, so it's, I'd be like, it, thank you for thank you for sticking with me and yeah. for being my friend. You feel And you feel this wave of excitement and contentment wash over you. And it, unlike Gumball's like really sharp and, and pointed, and Thistlebeak is much more pensive. And relaxed. Thistlethorpe is a lizard of sadness too. Yeah, Thistlethorpe is a lizard of sadness. She's a lizard yeah, of happiness. Lizard of happiness. And so, so this lizard of happiness is just like sitting here, rehomed on your shoulder. And Gumble, where he like chirps and purrs, she just like she just like very slowly she purrs out to you like. And I like gently stroke her she, with one finger because I know she's a little bit hurt. Yeah, and you like around. every time you go to pet her, she winces. Like she goes to wince every time you go to pet her, and then she like lets your finger touch her, and then you can see her just sort of relax and like stretch her neck out and toward I you as you're petting I'll down never her. Hurt you. Yeah, and you you just feel this this contentment and this 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 feeling of comfort wash over you, and then as you're talking to her, Arwell Ori comes back and lands on you. You're both sitting here with your yeah. familiars, and Mallory just steps into stride with the two of you, and you arrive at uh, Thunder Shouts, and you can see Patch is like turning over. <laughs> bricks Every and he's like step. looking in drawers and he's like looking and digging through tools but uh so patches you see the three of them approaching you don't you're know good at reading right <laughs> what i said you're good at reading right yeah for you're sure. a good I reader mean, compared to you all of us are i'm not in the room yeah, yeah. well <laughs> you yell up <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say i'm good at reading i can't finish a book lately but like i can read <laughs> I know how. Y'all call the bunker. Arwell, um, what were you yelling at? Well, as soon as Arwell sees like him kind of like, not frantically per se, but like moving things over, I'm like, you can't find the stone, can you? <gasps> I can't find the stone. So there's that. Oh, dear. Um, also, Thunderdick is covered in uh, burns that they look, it looks like writing. Okay, I'll go, I'll go see what I can do. So I'll go downstairs. Yeah, so like you, tink, 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 you can hear the metal of that rung as you're coming down. And then uh, this, the same dwarf that I explained to them in this, these pale clo- this pale clothing, this bright white clothing with these enormous shoulder pads with suns emblazoned on them, this dark brown beard, this tousled brown hair, and these dark eyes looks to you and he says, Oh, you snuck up on me. You're pretty scary. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I'm Adelaide. Nice to meet you. I'm Patch's friend. Ah, and he says, he, he's like, a pleasure. And he reaches his big hand out and he clasps it against yours. And he touches the other side with it. And those big dwarf and beefy fingers are just around it. Cridrum Brighthammer, I'm in your debt. You've looked after Patches. He means a great deal to me. You're a cleric. That's right. Hmm. And I just, I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, and Paylor smiles upon thee. As you walk past. And Oral smiles upon thee. And you just hear him like, <laughs> there are many other wounded down here, by the way. It's not just Thundershout. Like, there are other people on blankets lying down mm-hmm. here. There are a few other clerics milling about. As soon as I see Adelaide, I'm like, Thunderdick left us a message, but we can't read it. Can't you oh. read all the stuff? Someone yeah. did. I'm still sitting beside him. Like, mm-hmm. So I, it's just a warlock feature. I can just read all right. You can just see it. Yeah. So you notice it immediately. It's all the way from his shoulder down to his lower back and just a little bit of his butt cheek. Um, So it's this writing all the way down it on his hairy back. It's not cute. It says, you wouldn't know what it was. You just can read it. Your eyes are like, it's like basically like translating to common. It says, Basham Gurda calls. I have what you want. Fuck. Meet me at the gala. Where's the gala? Where there was the gala. Where the the dragon came. Did this happen before? Mm, I don't think Where so. Where the dragon came? 
maybe. Or the gala event that you all that we yeah, snuck that, into. That you were banned on the Were we time. embarrassed Lander? Uh oh, are we too late? Just generally geographically speaking, do I know how close the where that is to where we are? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just like uh, it's is like it a thousand feet ish. Oh no, it's not that close. Okay. I, it's at the top it's at the top of this place. It's mm-hmm. it's basically been reduced to rubble and uh it's it, it's probably like so you walk twenty minutes to this place. And then an extra 20 to Isaac's and back. It, just for travel, not in how long you stayed there. Uh-huh. And then from where you are, it's another half-hour walk up to the where the gala um, is. Gridrim, when you found Thundershell, uh, how long had he been out, do you think? I'm pretty practiced up on my medicine. Uh, he'd been burned pretty badly. Sure. And since the wounds were cauterized, I think that's what saved him. So if my estimates are accurate, I'd say he was out for about three days. And how long ago was this? I found him a fortnight ago. We got here as quick as we could. 17 days ago? It's all right if we've been gone for... I think our best bet is to go to... Are they still at the gala? Well, I think we should just go there, even if it's turned to rubble. If it was taken there, with everything that went down, it could still be there. Yeah, exactly. I I could... I mean, I could blow a spell slot and see if I can... I did, yeah. Locate the object. Go for it. While we're there. I don't. I want, far? Clo- I want to get closer. Yeah, a right. thousand feet. Okay. I say it's, we fucking beeline it, man. Do we? We need the stone, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, yeah, we need the stone. So. Or has the ritual already completed with a different set of uh, stones? It doesn't I don't matter. Think it, it doesn't matter because we figured out that we could potentially just stop it with the stones. We have to go. Okay. Let's just. Let's, right. Yeah. Let's just go. I'm gonna crawl up the ladder. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna grab Buffalo. I'm going to take the... Uh, Are you doing the resurrection yeah. thing? <laughs> if we all die, why make him die twice? Very few people get to do that. That's true. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, well, how are we going to get, get, get the dragon head? We'll just put on the uh, alive Buffalo. Buffalo can still carry it. Yeah, I know. Carry it. We all right, carry so how long does it take to bring Buffalo back? It's as simple as a prayer, my boy. I look into Buffalo's little red beady eyes. I'm like, buddy, do you want to... Potentially die twice. And he, you, you all hear those teeth like, and he just nuzzles his head oh, up against baby. you. And like all those bones, they rattle in that rib cage and the gold sleeping bag falls out. That's making a grown man cry right now. Uh, all right. I just, I grab him by his skull and I just rub him and I'm like, let's party. Gridrum, he walks out party. and as he does, he pulls this medallion out. And in his hand. And as he's sitting here with it, it is identical to the one that Patches has. Oh, cute. Y'all and, have matching BFF necklaces. And, and as he pulls out his matching BFF necklace, he says, <laughs> Patches, watch closely. Your medallion and mine, they're similar in more ways than appearance. Paylor continues to smile on you, my boy. You mother. And he says, Join me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Callista um, is giving patches to look like you damn better go learn that spell. Um, <laughs> who are you? Yeah, who the fuck are you? Do you know? I, I like him. I just, I, so I pull out my medallion. And as you, you pull out this medallion and they both just start to shine. And you can feel them. They, they, they sway like pendulums. And then they pull straight toward each other. And he says, 
I couldn't do this without yours. I always knew I'd see you again, and we can do something like this for your friend. In the name of Paylor. It means much to me. He kneels down on one knee, he says. It doesn't mean you have to, though. And he gives a little chuckle. And as he does, he holds his up and yours without moving, just like it goes up as well. And they're both shining in this same exact way. And you see the suns on the side of this armor start to shine. And that orange sky that has been casting this orange light over this whole thing, the clouds break. And you see this light just shine down on all of you. And Gridrim just speaks out. Pale your light, it courses through us. Let it course through me, a conduit into this being. It has worked for your people. It has hurt for your people. Fill it again. Where darkness holds it, show him light. Where the corners can't be reached, expose them for us. Bring him back from the shadows. And you see this light just intensify and this meat grows over Buffalo's skeleton. You see the tendons reforming over it, and you hear for the first time in a long time that those lips flapping and those hooves stomping, and you just hear like and that fur grows back over this thing, and it is quite literally the opposite of experience of seeing that air leave his lungs. You feel it pulled back into this body. That blood brings color back to this beast, and Buffalo sits whole once more in front of all of you. I'm not oh. crying, you're crying. Actually, I'm tearing. <laughs> and and Gridrum, yeah, he grabs your hand patches and he says, that means much to me. Thank you. Thank you. And that's wild. I just did some cleric shit. Wow. Good job, Patches. You are growing and evolving and I'm actually really proud of you. Guy um, walks up to Buffalo and I put my forehead on his forehead and just the fucking tears fucking pouring out a guy and he's like like I said motherfucker let's party (laughs) yeah and Buffalo like almost too strong like pushes up against guy and like makes you take a quick step back and he's just like nuzzling really hard into you you feel that fur like in your fingers and Gridrum says is that fresh new Buffalo "Mm." oh yeah he doesn't even smell like he doesn't even he smells like like a new car <laughs> and he doesn't even smell like buffalo shit yet, uh, but as this happens, Gridrum looks out to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Gridrum, Gridrum holds his hand out to you and he says, I can tell this steed means much to your group. Take care of him. And I'm glad to have seen patches with all of you here today. Mm. It means much to me. May Paylor give you all strength. And may we sing sweet songs of this another day. Gridrum, thank you. Thank you for all your help and for helping our friend and Buffalo. We got to skedaddle, but I'll be in touch. Yeah. Understood. And he pats you a little too hard. And then like his hand, while he was saying this prayer was still clasped in yours, he hasn't let go. And, and he just like chuckles to himself a little bit and he releases your hand and he says, I know you'll do well. You always get out of trouble. I walk up to Gridrum and I give him that fucking handshake where it's like you you oh you the, grab the wrist clasp the, the wrist clasp the forearm, forearm. Yeah. and I hold his hand with my other hand and I say Buffalo is my family and you will never know how much this meant to me and uh, 
and I pull him in for a hug, and I say, I look into his eyes, and I say, and now we're going to go whoop some dragon Dingletron, and we're going to save the fucking multiverse. Yeah, and he, he clasps really hard on your back, and he says, A gift from Paylor. I'm just happy to help. And I go, high five. Whoops. Uh, I want to ask Patches. Yeah. I want to be like, is that your dad? No. <laughs> and I'm also going to look at Patches. I'm going to look at Patches. Because I'll be a dad like this. I'm going to look at Patches and just be like, who are you, though? Uh, first of all, I'm a half elf. He's a dwarf. Still, you can be a, yeah, he can a dwarf elf. My yeah, fucking mom dwarf, is a fucking elf, god, and your dad is a visage of you. <laughs> and my dad is he, another version of me. Yeah. Are you guys having this conversation <laughs> as you make your way up? Yeah. To yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. I just I want to look back towards him um, and say, "Well, patches means a lot to us too." Thank you. Yeah. He just <laughs> smiles. His cheeks rise, and you see those rosy cheeks. And, it was uh, very nice to meet you. I yeah. Hope we can be friends in the future. Yeah, he, so he has his medallion body. in his hand and he raises it up and you can see those beams of light coming out of his hand. Once the spell ends, that sky closes back up and that orange washes over everything. And he says... In every shadow, a light. And um, as you all are walking as away. As we're walking away, I kind of look over my shoulder at him and hold my medallion up Aww. to him too. He, he, that means a lot. That's a fucking character. Y'all are making me cry so leaving, much this episode. Arl is like in full professor mode with Mallory and be like, and that spell we did, for, we can do for a thousand gold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're wizards. <laughs> that's why we're wizards. <laughs> Uh, so you all you all make your way up to this place. Um, once again, you you climb that skinny road, sim- somewhat ironically, because uh, the last time you interacted with the cleric, it was pushing them down this road, <laughs> and, and now you've just been given a boon by one buffalo in his full, alive, breathing, yes. thinking. Bleeding, living, moving yes. body is just shuffling up here with you with this big dragon's head on his back. And the whole time, you can just see there's like, he's like rearing. There's like a pep in his step as he's walking I up this place. I grab the dragon head off the back of Buffalo mm-hmm. and I just tie it to his ass and I jump, I jump up on his back and you just hear a As you're walking up this place, um, you arrive at this palace where this gala was held in this ballroom. It is crumbled. You can see beneath you the smoke rising out of all these places, that building far out in the sea, that, or I should say strange structure, that smoke pouring up and off of it, that aura, that halo of the rainbow with that light beaming in the center of it, the sky separating around that place. You can see the destroyed town underneath you and the orange light that comes up and off of it. You're standing just outside of the ballroom. The door has not been repaired. Neither has anything else in this town. Where Isaacs blew it off when the dragon was in there, he shot those doors off of it. And when he was casting those spells, he destroyed the wall behind him. You can see a bit of this gala sitting in front of you. And uh, none of you have actually walked up and into it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're standing just outside of it. Um, Arvul, do you want to sense anything, or should we just look around? Well, I don't know. I'm being very frugal with it's, everything yeah. right now. It's um, destroyed. Oh, yeah. This place is decimated. Can uh, I roll? The tower that you were in fell over. You can see it laying to the side of this place, totally crumbled. Mm-hmm. All of the stone laid sprawled out underneath it. There are giant holes in the building like Swiss cheese. Like, you can just see straight through it. You can see some, like, 
lazy dust rising up and out of it in this place. I'd like to roll an investigation to see if there's any remnants of, like, stairways, anything. So are you walking into the building? Uh, Towards it. Just looking. Okay. Six. Yeah, it just seems like this big hole in the wall. It seems like the building is intact, except... uh, like, it, nothing has changed except for the destruction in this place. I would like to say to Thistlebeak, I know we're new friends, but do you think you would be able to look around? We're looking for a very hot stone, probably carried by some large man, and I describe an Ifridi. Yeah. So Thistlebeak, like, chirps out to you and, like, n- nestles up against you and then flies up and into one of these holes. And immediately, as soon as Thistlebeak peeks into this place, you all feel this dread just settle over you. Mm. Uh-oh. Um, okay. And this will be flies back yeah. to you and like quickly behind your neck is just like looking um, around it and you just feel this like sense of dread, the sense of worry, the sense of danger. I want to send Ori up to the same window and look mm-hmm. in and then come back. Uh, 19. Yeah. So the 19, Ori goes up into the same perch and like you can see her hopping around uh, and sitting on that stage where... Lander was performing on the edge of it, not on a seat in it, just legs hanging over the side. You see an enormous red humanoid with four horns coming up and out of its head, a scimitar set across its lap. It doesn't seem like it's breathing or looking. It just seems like it's waiting. And in its other hand, it holds a magma like stone that just has heat emanating off of it. Oh my God. This is the um, this last thing exactly we need to do so before we get right? my fireplace. Uh, I tell everyone, fuck? fuck the plane of fire. That's I say we worst. walk in and just. How do we? How do we destroy a whole plane? How do we? Just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Delete it. Once delete it. Saving hours. <laughs> <all that>. <laughs> the next we campaign, know. the gang tries to destroy the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in I, I'll let everyone know exactly what I see. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, your armor is resistant to fire. Like, well, that's what I was about uh, to say. Man, I we, also have the fucking earth stone, which have, gives me stone skin. We have to go in and fight a fucking Afridi. We can kill a fucking adult dragon. We can do this quick. Dude, absolutely. Wait, I don't know the stats of the water stone. I need. I think I need to know this for this it, fight, maybe. No, yeah. you have a 20 charges. You can use it basically more or less to summon a um, greater water elemental. Yeah. That's it. it. And it costs a yeah. charge. So it'll be its power will be 19 out of 20. And through all of your research, you all would know that the stones, uh, though it may benefit you then, it makes them less effective in the ritual that you exactly. are going to be trying to perform. So it's a give and take kind of okay. thing. Okay. But so it's but it's only for like summoning something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's all you can do with it. We I, I think we should uh set up for an attack. I think we should just fucking kill it. Yeah, um, totally. I don't want to. Well, I mean, we could try to suggest. I don't even. Maybe have we that. could bargain. You, with you, it? you told us what you saw. Can yeah, I? Yeah, totally. Can I stealthily climb up there? On, and onto oh, where Ori is, mm-hmm. like up on the roof. Yeah, I mean, you I'll, can just climb. You don't Ori have to roll for it or anything. Right. So I can, I roll can stealth. see it. Roll stealth. It's a well. It's actually it's a twenty six. <laughs> Okay, it's an 800. Um, yeah, so you, you climb up here, and you, you, you see this thing sitting. What is disturbing that I should have uh, mentioned with Ori is, Ori is that as this thing sits here, it just it doesn't breathe or anything. It just slowly scans the entire room. The bodies have not been cleared from this place. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, from the gala that you nice were at. Setting. As you sit here, you can see the heat emanating off of this thing. And it's not just the heat, it's the sense of malice that's just melting into the air off of this thing as it sits here. I fully am going to shoot this thing with my Hunter's Mark bow. Okay. Come on, Nat 20. Come on, Nat 20. Come on. 
It oh. is um, Hell yeah. a 26. So, Patches, you, you're in this place, and you all see Patches climb up, and you think he's like maybe scouting or something, and then you just see him grab this arrow, pull it back, and loose it. Everyone is standing outside of this place, and as this arrow lodges into this thing, the end of it catches on fire. How much damage do you do to it? And you cast Hunter's Mark on it, so remember that. 12, 13, 21 damage. I knew you would come. Like it or not, your property, and I've come to return you to your owner. This time, you won't run, because I have what you need. Stand before me. Return to your shelf. The Basham Gorda will smile on me. We're getting an episode right there. Oh, really fucking Ready to kill him! What's up? Oh.